Hi, my name is Sharon, and thank you for joining me on this, the inaugural episode of the Fine Tune Podcast. So let's discuss the purpose of the name and the purpose of this podcast, Fine Tuned. So what exactly does that mean anyway? Why did I choose that as the name for this podcast? Well, most of us are aware that this term is used in reference to instruments, mechanical equipment, writing, or even a voice. But do we see the other applications for it? The irony here is that while this term has personal significance to me, it also has significance to the world around us. Allow me to explain. So I set out to look at life and the terms we use in this crazy world through a philosophical lens and holistic worldview representing truth. And by the way, I've capitalized the T in truth. Imagine to my surprise that I find there is a school of philosophy in physics called the fine-tuning argument. This was developed by a prominent astrophysicist named Sir Fred Hoyle. This construct is based on the belief that quite literally, as philosopher of science Steve Meyer calls it, the Goldilocks zone is needed for life to be created meaning the environment has to be just right. Just like Goldilocks's porridge. The elements and multi-parameters have to be such that they are so finely tuned that life cannot otherwise exist. This sounds a lot like intelligent design, doesn't it? In fact, here is a quote by Mr. Sir Fred Hoyle. A common sense interpretation of the facts suggests that a super intellect has monkeyed around with physics as well as with chemistry and biology and that there are no blind forces worth speaking about in nature. The numbers one calculates from the facts seem to me so overwhelming as to put this conclusion almost beyond question. And for those who are evolutionists, I also heard the almost in that quote. So being the ardent researcher I am, I went on a deep dive to see what other great minds thought. And here's what I found. Emeritus Distinguished Professor of Mathematics at the University of Cape Town, George F.R. Ellis said, Amazing fine-tuning occurs in the laws that make this complexity possible. Realization of the complexity of what is accomplished makes it very difficult not to use the word miraculous without taking a stand as to the ontological status of the word. Ontological. Now there's a fun word, but in its simplest terms, we can define this interchangeably as the existence or being. So in other words, how could the word miraculous exist without a miraculous force behind it? Something had to have inspired that word, correct? So that's the basis of his use of the word in that statement. Then we have American physicist William Daniel Phillips, who said, I believe in God. In fact, I believe in a personal God who acts in and interacts with the creation. I believe the observations about the orderliness of the physical universe and the apparently exceptional fine-tuning of the conditions of the universe for the development of life suggest 
that an intelligent creator is responsible. Next on deck, we have astrophysicist George Greenstein. And he said, as we survey all the evidence, the thought insistently arises that some supernatural agency or rather agency must be involved. Is it possible that suddenly, without intending to, we have stumbled upon scientific proof of the evidence of a supreme being? Was it God who stepped in and so providentially crafted the cosmos for our benefits? And lastly, from the scientific community, British astronomer Edward Robert Harrison said, the fine-tuning of the universe provides prima facie evidence of deistic design. So, there are a few positions on the scientific front concerning the philosophy of fine-tuning, or better known as the fine-tuning argument. While that is not the premise of this podcast per se, nor is it a talk on that philosophy, it was a very interesting find, nonetheless, definitely worth the share, especially since the author of this podcast is an apologist. So, back to what fine-tuned means. So we've taken a look at what the left-brainers think about fine-tuned. Now let's take a look at the right-brainers, shall we? From the writer's perspective, here are two quotes to share. British journalist Mariella Frostrup is quoted saying, like cars, every relationship requires a bit of occasional service, and fine-tuning should be compulsory. And author Kim Smith once said, A good edit process turns rocks into diamonds, and every author should love that part as much as the creative phase. I do love it. It's a different side to writing. It's like the fine-tuning. And I think Miss Smith is right about that. Her quote brought to mind a visual of watching Michelangelo chisel away at his sculpture, David, or da Vinci working on one of his inventions. There's so many things that can pop into your head thinking about working at something and working at it and working at it. Kind of like this podcast, if you only knew. <laughs> but that's what fine tuning is. And that's the point. So I think you've grasped the idea well, correct? So what does breaking that word down literally tell us? Well, the etymology doesn't tell us very much since according to Etymology Online, it isn't even commonly used until 1969. And if we do a back formation of fine tuning, originally it was first used around 1909 in reference to radio, which makes sense. And a little earlier in various machine contexts. Grammatically, fine-tuned is the simple past tense and past participle of fine-tune, and also the term that is easily searched for etymological purposes. That was a lot of grammatical terminology in a short sentence, right? I know. Sometimes I lose my own self in thought, hence the need to fine-tune, right? However, for those unfamiliar with that fun little word, etymology is simply the origin and history of a word something we could all use a little more knowledge of in these days of disinformation or misinformation, depending on which group you associate with and which word you use. So looking for definitions, we find that Cambridge and Oxford agree that it is 
to make very small changes to something in order to make it work as well as possible. Now, vocabulary.com presents three meanings. The first, make fine adjustments or divide into marked intervals for optimal measuring. Two, adjust finely. And three, improve or perfect by pruning or polishing. All three of those while they do sound similar to each other, they all indicate, if you visualize all three of them, something different slightly. And that's the point where what we're doing here, I relate more to the third because that's what we're going to do is prune and polish some incorrect thinking. Okay. And with that said, some of the synonyms that we can also look at as correlating to what we mean when we say fine-tuned or calibrate, graduate, tweak, refine, and like definition number three on vocabulary.com, polish. That is probably more than you ever wanted to know about the word fine-tuned, but there you have it nonetheless. So this podcast is the namesake of that ideology and expresses the desire to bring fine-tuning to a vast array of discussion topics that call for such a deliberate, intentional, and careful application of time and attention like this, the Fine Tune Podcast. It seems society has run amok with gross negligence to the meaning of so many words and concepts as they are meant to be. While it is clear words, beliefs, and behaviors over the course of centuries may change, as things do, there are certain words, beliefs, and behaviors that never change. Dare I say, should never change. Words dictate actions, beliefs, and attitudes, don't they? I mean, all you have to do is look around. Love, hate, truth, freedom, social justice, empathy, just to name a few, will be topics we fine-tune. It seems things have become like loud instruments out of tune, all playing at the same time, and not a one is in harmony or in tune with each other. That's what we plan to do, because it doesn't even sound like any of them are even listening to each other, but instead trying to play out of tune over each other. So here's the plan to make small changes, adjust finely, tweak and refine these desperately out of tune, loud instruments. And you know what else? To give you things to think about. Thinking in and of itself is a form of fine tuning, isn't it? As American editor Paul Kurt said, we want to keep fine tuning. I agree. Don't you? So here are a few things to marinate on until the next podcast. Try casting seeds instead of stones. Speaking life into others instead of speaking fear. And if you want to see things change, and if you really want to see a revival, Instead of ordinary usual prayer, pray extraordinary and usual prayer. <laughs> <laughs>
And remember this, when you choose to believe a lie, you define yourself by that lie. When you choose to believe a truth, you define yourself by that truth, of which there is only one. All right. So until next time, blessings and peace, and remember whose you are. If you have to ask yourself who that is, we can help with that. Mm -hmm.